Welcome to the Carrots and Cake Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Hopper, an FDN practitioner, author, mom, and IBD advocate. Tune in each week for real-life advice and strategies for becoming your happiest and healthiest self, all while thriving in the gray area. Trust me when I say, you can have your carrots and cake too. Hey guys, welcome to the next episode of the Carrots and Cake podcast. And I'm especially excited for this episode because it's the first real-time episode that I'm recording. So I'm going to record this today and publish it right afterwards. So it really is up-to-date information. And the previous episodes were all recorded ahead of time in preparation for the launch. I really wanted to make sure I had a decent number of episodes out there so you could get a feel for it. Um, But now the episode episodes are going to be recorded one at a time, so it'll be a good chance for us to chat about life. I can give you random updates and tell you about things happening with my family or updates on my health or whatever it is. Um, So I'm excited for this next phase of podcasting. Um, But before I jump into life updates, I want to share some of the reviews I've been getting from you guys. And just a heads up that I am hosting a raffle for the next few days. So if you would love to help share the podcast, I would just be so, so thankful. Um, And of course, reviews definitely help the podcast become more visible, um, help you know, me spread the word about it. So if you are interested in this raffle, all you have to do is rate the podcast, leave a review, and then just share it on social media. And each entry or each action is an entry into a raffle to win some really great prizes. So I'm giving away a $100 gift card to Amazon, a $100 gift card to SFH, and a $35 gift card to KFT Brands. And they make some really cute workout gear, which is perfect for the upcoming new year and getting fit and being motivated and all that good stuff. And you guys know how new workout gear makes me feel. So I'm sure you guys can relate. But anyway, so wanted to share a couple five-star reviews. And again, just want to thank you guys so much for doing this. It just means a ton to me. And I just love hearing what you guys have to say. I mean, I've been working on this podcast for, you know, a couple months now. So it's just nice to hear the feedback. Um, So this one is from Kid K Funk. And she writes, or she or he, um, writes, I've followed Tina since the beginning, printing off workouts, trying recipes. I love that she added a podcast with snippets of super helpful fitness and nutrition info. Listening to these is perfect for that quick walk around the block with my dog. Can't wait for more episodes. So thank you so much for that review. Makes me so happy, especially the longtime followers. Um, Just means a lot. I know you guys have followed me for a long time and there's been a lot of transitions and changes and things that I've tried and all the good stuff. So I just really appreciate it. And I do have one more to read um, because, again, just appreciate you guys weighing in on what you think and leaving these reviews. And so this one's from Kung Fu Mom 9, which I love this name. And she writes, I love Tina and her straightforward, no-nonsense nutrition and fitness advice. I've gotten so much more from her classes and challenges that I thought possible. Her podcast is no exception. So thank you so much for supporting me. I really appreciate it. And um, there is another review in here that's a one-star that I wanted to read and just 
clarify a couple things. <laughs> so this person, Jessie L., she writes, dishonest. Soliciting reviews to be entered in a raffle seems wrong. And so I just wanted to talk about that a little bit. So this raffle, it's totally optional. I'm not making anybody enter. I'm not making anybody give me a five-star review. Um, I just figured it was a fun way to incentivize people to listen to the podcast, to maybe leave a review, um, because they had a, the possibility of winning some great prizes. And I love, you know, sharing with you guys. I love giving out things for free. I love giveaways. Um, so this is something I just wanted to do as a way to help support the podcast. And I mean, I know myself personally, and you know, there I listen to so many podcasts, I don't think I've ever given a review for any of them. But if there was a really sweet giveaway, it might push me or encourage me to leave a review. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. So I'm sorry, Jesse L, that this seems dishonest to you, but that was not my intention. Um, and if you are somebody who really enjoys the Carrots and Cake brand, enjoys listening to me, supporting me, I feel like you probably agree with me that you didn't mind leaving a review. I wasn't twisting your arm, pushing you to leave a review. Um, I just was doing this for fun. So I'm sorry. If you thought this was dishonest or, I don't know, shady, I don't even know. Um, that's not not my intention at all. And I think I was very um, forthcoming and honest with what was going on here. I wasn't trying to be sneaky or dishonest like this person said. Um, but hey, everybody's got haters and I have haters that have followed me for a decade now. So <laughs> anyways, I'm, I'm focusing more on the people who support me and like me and want to be here for this podcast. So Anyways, just wanted to clear that up because you guys know me. I'm not trying to do anything dishonest. I just thought it would be a fun way to help share the podcast and spread the word. Okay, so let's move on to some life updates. So what's been going on? So our family has been participating in the 24 Days of t Togetherness. I've been sharing most days on Instagram just because it's fun to share these little life happenings. And I know a lot of you guys have followed, you know, my family for so many years. So I think you enjoy seeing what we're doing. Um, but yesterday we picked enjoy Starbucks beverages or get beverages from Starbucks to enjoy. And we went, uh, Mal was home, <laughs> Mal was working from home yesterday or teaching from home and he had a break for lunch. So we went out, got Starbucks, we took Murphy. Um, he got all dressed up and wore a holiday bandana. And of course, Quinn came. We all got our beverages and Murphy got a puppuccino, which is basically a cup with whipped cream in it. <laughs> <laughs> and he absolutely loved it. Um, but yeah, it was it was such a good time. That's definitely one of our favorites because it's kind of an excuse to get like a really like fancy drink from Starbucks. <laughs> um, Mal got a peppermint iced coffee. Quinn got a hot chocolate. Murphy got the puppuccino. And I got a praline something like that, <laughs> praline latte. Um, and I reduced the amount of syrup in it and I got coconut milk, which is not 100% AIP compliant. We could talk about the AIP diet in a second. I can give you guys a little update there. But I figured it was close enough. It was one drink. I drank maybe half and then saved half today. So I know it's not 100% AIP, but close enough. And it was so delicious, such a good pick. Um, if you're looking for holiday beverages, I highly recommend it. Sorry, I don't remember the exact name. It's like praline and chestnut, chestnut and praline, something like that. But it was delicious. 
And today we picked make pancakes, which we usually save for the weekend, but we're actually going to have pancakes for dinner tonight. So um, that will be fun. But yeah, 24 days of togetherness. It's so fun because that's the thing. The holiday season just flies by and I feel like it goes by in a blink of an eye if you don't really like pay attention to what's happening. And I just feel like having these little activities every day really do get us to slow down and appreciate these moments. And of course, I've been documenting documenting them, taking photos. So it's always nice to have those memories um, because that's the thing, you know, December 1st comes and all of a sudden it's <laughs> it's Christmas and it's like, what happened, you know? Um, so big fan. We've been really enjoying it and um, feel free to follow along on Instagram. I'll continue to share. And then the blog I've been sharing recaps. So there was actually one that was published today about the first um, eight days of 24 days of togetherness. All right. And then I just want to give you guys a quick um, AIP update. Um, I got a few questions about this, just wondering how it's going. Um, just a quick recap. I am doing the autoimmune paleo protocol, which is basically a diet that's intended to reduce any sort of inflammation in the gut, help le- help heal leaky gut, um, stop that immune response, and really just boost up any sort of micronutrients and nutrients that you may have lost. Because that's the thing, if you have a digestive disease, um, you're probably not absorbing nutrients as well as you could. So the protocol really focuses on high-quality, nutrient-dense foods. Um, So bone broth, organ meats, lots of fruits and veggies. Um, It is super restrictive, and I've done it in the past, and I... (laughs) I was not in a good place as far as doing this diet in the past, but now I'm kind of at that point where I really am embracing it, making the best of it. Um, I've been cooking a ton. I have some great cookbooks that have been helping me through um, and just doing the best I can because, like I said, it's super restrictive. So um, as far as what you can't eat, (laughs) you can't have gluten, dairy, eggs, nuts, seeds, nightshades, which include peppers, potatoes, eggplant, tomatoes, um, no coffee, no wine, no refined sugars, no grains of any sort. I think that's it. It's basically like the no fun diet. So basically what you can eat are vegetables, fruit, meat, fish, seafood, And yeah, (laughs) that's about it. Thankfully, there are some flowers that are acceptable. So you can have like coconut flour, tapioca flour, um, tiger nut flour, which is a new one to me, arrowroot starch, things like that. So I've been able to make, um, I made like biscuits and gravy. I made a pizza crust out of zucchini. Um, So it does make it a little bit more mainstream traditional eating. So that's been really, really helpful. But so far, so good. It's officially been about two and a half weeks. I started maybe three and a half weeks ago, but that first week I was still eating tahini, like not realizing that you couldn't have seeds of any sort. Um, And I I feel like there was something else I was eating. Oh, I was still drinking Ticino, which I love my Ticino, but there's barley in it and barley is not AIP compliant. And who knows, maybe that was upsetting my gut because that can be kind of inflammatory. So it's been two and a half weeks. Um, 
I can't say that my symptoms are much better. Um, I started Eucerus, which is um, a medication, an additional medication that really worked quickly. I mean, I would say in three or four days, I went from going to the bathroom, you know, 20 times a day to maybe five or six. Um, so that worked really quickly. It was probably like three or four days, and I was so much better. Um, and then I've kind of just been at this same point for, I don't know, probably a week now. I just haven't really improved a ton. Um, I got my last Intivio infusion last Thursday, and I was really hoping it was going to kick in by now, but I'm still kind of the same as far as symptoms go. So this whole AIP diet, it can take anywhere from 30 to 90 days to really see an improvement. So I'm just going to keep trucking along with it, do the best I can, um, just trying to stay motivated as far as like finding new recipes and trying new things to make. Um, and really, I've found some really delicious stuff, and Mal's been eating <laughs> the recipes, so that helps too. Um, but yeah, just trucking along with it, just hoping to just get my gut better and healed and hopefully I can move past this this flare and just get to a good healthy place so we will see. But anyways, I appreciate you guys asking. That's kind of where I am now. If you're interested in learning more about AIP, because it can help with any sort of autoimmune issue. I mean, if you have Hashimoto's, if you have RA, I mean, it, it can help with a lot of things. So um, just wanted to throw it out there. Like I said, I'm more than happy to share because um, I know I'm not the only one struggling with chronic conditions that um, is out there dealing with these things. Okay, <laughs> so that's been almost 13 minutes of rambling, so I figured I should get into the main content of this podcast. And so the topic is what to eat for a healthy menstrual cycle, and I get so many questions from people on Instagram, emails from clients, you know, DMs um, about what to eat for hormonal balance, and hormonal balance it really requires an individualized approach um, because different people have different things going on as far as what's going on with their menstrual cycle, you know, regulating their cycle. Maybe they lost their period or they suddenly have a super long period or super short period or like the number of days in their cycle changes. Obviously, there's fertility issues. Um, other imbalances, um, acne, anxiety, things like that. Um, you have to take a lot into consideration. So this podcast, it's going to be general recommendations that can work for most people, the general population. Um, if you are interested in more of an individualized approach, um, I do offer Dutch testing to my one-on-one -on -one clients. And that's an at-home dried urine test where we can get a really good idea of what's going on with your hormones. So if that's something you're interested in, feel free to reach out to me. Um, but like I said, this podcast is really just going to focus on the things that can help the general population. And I absolutely encourage you to try them. I don't think they can hurt in any way. It can really just make you have a better, healthier menstrual cycle, maybe help you with some of the hormonal imbalance because a lot of hormonal imbalance does go down to diet and lifestyle. Um, and I know that's boring and not exciting to hear, but um, it can make all the difference. And with these recommendations, if you're going to try them out, try them out for two, three, four months. I would say it does take a little bit of time for your body to adjust and for you to see that those changes. So, I mean, at a minimum, I would give it, you know, 
three months was probably the best. I mean, you could do two months, see how you're doing, but three months, I feel like that's where you can probably start seeing some good changes. So let's talk about the menstrual cycle a little bit. It is split into two phases. So the first half of your cycle is called the follicular phase, and the second half of your cycle is called the luteal phase. And I'm going to talk about what to eat for the first half of your cycle and what to eat for the second half of your cycle um, that might just make you feel better, might make you have an easier period, and what will help support um, your hormones during those two periods. So the follicular phase is the first half of your cycle, it goes from the first day of your period when you start bleeding to day 14. So when you start bleeding, that's day one, um, two, three, four, five, however many days that you're bleeding up to 14. And in this is based on a 28-day cycle. So in theory, around day 14, you're going to be ovulating. Um, and of course, if you have a longer cycle, shorter cycle, you can adjust days as needed. But for this purpose, um, I'm going to be speaking about the 28-day cycle, which is quote unquote, like the basic cycle. But really, any cycle that's from 21 days to 35 days is a pretty regular cycle. So just keep that in mind. You don't need to have a 28-day cycle. I actually had had a friend um, who she every month she would say her cycle's late or, or like my period's late, my period's late. Um, and it was pretty consistent at like 30-something days. Um, but she really thought she needed to have a 28-day cycle. But for her, her cycle was just longer. Um, and that's totally fine. I would say my period was pretty regular at 30 days for a very, very long time. Um, So it's totally fine. It's a little bit longer. Of course, outside that window of 21 to 35 days, there could be something going on there. But, you know, everybody's different. And of course, that's something to talk to your doctor about. Okay, so just to recap, so the first phase of your cycle is days 1 through 14, and certain foods that you eat can really help support healthy levels of estrogen in your system. So in the first half of your cycle, your estrogen levels are rising up until ovulation, Um, and what happens every day is your body produces estrogen, and then in theory, you want to get that estrogen out of your system. You don't want it to recirculate back through your body, because if that happens, things like estrogen dominance can happen really crappy periods, um, sore breasts. um, There's a lot, oh, acne. There's a lot of symptoms that can be related to having too much estrogen in your body. Um, So cruciferous veggies like broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cauliflower, kale, cabbage have something called DIM in them. And DIM can help support this estrogen balance in your system. And I mean, I personally love those vegetables. I think they are very delicious, but just adding those to your diet can make all the difference as far as estrogen balance. And then also you want to focus on healthy fats. So fish, nuts, seeds, healthy fats just support general hormonal balance in general. Um, They also fill you up. They're super duper satisfying. So if you are one of those people that's kind of afraid of (laughs) fats, don't be because they are really, really good for you. Um, And good sources are fish, you know, like salmon's always a good one, nuts and seeds, nut butters can be put in there. Um, But yeah, just making sure you have enough healthy fats. And then seed cycling might be something that you would be interested in interested in. Um, I 
probably should do a whole episode devoted to seed cycling, all the ins and outs. It's super popular, but it's something that you might consider. It's super duper easy to do. I can give you the cliff notes <laughs> versions of what to do. Um, so in the first half of your cycle, this follicular phase, days one through 14, you're going to want to add ground flax seeds and pumpkin seeds to your diet. Um, I typically recommend one to two tablespoons. Um, and the thing about the ground flax seeds, do not buy the stuff that's already ground up. That stuff is rancid. It is not good. Um, that's the thing. Once you grind flax seeds, they instantly start to become oxidized and rancid because oxygen's getting to them. So if you're going to do ground flaxseed, buy the whole seeds and get like a little coffee grinder and grind them up fresh. Um, and I was, I do this once a week, throw it in the fridge um, and just add it as needed. So just keep that in mind. I've had a number of clients say that they bought the prepackaged stuff and I'm like, don't do that. <laughs> don't. That stuff's garbage. Um, so make sure you're grinding your flax fresh. And then most people benefit from the seeds. I mean, it's definitely not a cure-all for every single hormonal imbalance, but just adding healthy fats at different points in your cycle can really make a difference. Um, so just something to consider. So first half of your cycle, flax and pumpkin. Um, and then let's move into the second half. So in the second half of your cycle, so it's called the luteal phase, um, you're going to want to add sesame seeds or sunflower seeds. And the luteal phase is 15 days to 28 days, which is the typical cycle. So depending on your cycle, um, in the second half, you're going to add those seeds. And it doesn't need to be like an exact science. Like if you do it every day, that is great. But if you miss a few days, don't worry about it. Just get back on track. And when I first started seed cycling, I was doing it every single day. I was like hardcore, like, oh my God, I got to fix my hormones. And it might have helped. I mean, I don't think it hurt, um, but I think it should be just in addition to other things that you're doing. So just like what I was saying, like if you're eating cruciferous veggies in the first half of your cycle, if you're getting um, other good sources of fat, you know, fish and nuts and seeds. I think that really makes all the difference. It's not like just the seeds or just the cruciferous veggies. It's like all the things, making sure you're sleeping, managing your stress. Um, so just a, a few things to consider because like I do think sometimes people go into seed cycling think the, thinking the seeds are going to fix everything, but I think it's just one tool in the toolkit as far as having a healthy menstrual cycle and helping to balance your hormones. Okay, so second half of your cycle, luteal phase. Um, so I don't know if you guys have noticed this, but I feel like I am way hungrier in the second half of my cycle. I have a lot more cravings. I feel like I do have issues stabilizing my blood sugar. I just want like all the carbs and the chocolate and the snacks, especially like that week right before my period. I just feel like I'm so hungry and I feel like I'm not alone there. A lot of my clients say there and that's the thing. Like there is some really good science out there that says we burn more calories in the second half of our cycle. And it makes sense. I mean, our body is doing certain things in preparation for you know, menstruating for getting our periods. Um, so it's okay to eat more in the second half of your cycle. It's totally fine. And if you are hungry, I think you should go with it. I don't think you should try to white knuckle and not eat. Um, but a couple things to consider in the second half is maybe boosting your protein. So eating a little bit higher with protein, um, maybe lowering your carbs a little bit just so you don't have those peaks and valleys of blood sugar. But having more protein can keep you full for longer. And I mean, with my clients, I typically recommend, you know, 30 grams of protein or more per meal to really satisfy you. 
So increasing your protein, um, also keeping the fiber up, getting enough fiber, those two things can really keep you full and help balance your blood sugar. So during the second half of your cycle, I'd rather see you eat well-balanced meals than like snack all day long because that's a better way to balance your blood sugar um, because that's the thing. Like if you have, you know, chocolate cravings, cookie cravings, things like that, it's so easy to eat those things, have a spike in your blood sugar and then have it drop down low and then just want something else that's sugary and carby and sweet. So if you can eat well-rounded meals, get enough protein in, get a bunch of veggies in, get enough fiber in, maybe be a little bit more low carb in the second half. Um, It can make all the difference. And that's the thing. Like, it's really like listening to your body. So when you're in the second half of your cycle, start to pay attention to how certain foods are making you feel. Um, Because I think a lot of women, they like feel bad that they're, you know, binging on chocolate or cookies or things like that. And I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. Of course, if you have certain goals in mind, um, you might not want to do that. But I think a way to handle those cravings and really make the most of your diet is, you know, boosting that protein, eating a ton of non-starchy veggies, um, and just eating well-rounded meals to help balance your blood sugar. And then, like I said, in the second half of your cycle, you're going to want sunflower and sesame seeds as far as seed cycling goes, um, one to two tablespoons. You could also put nut butter in there. If you're going to do nut butter, it's typically a tablespoon as opposed to two tablespoons, but I always have two tablespoons of nut butter (laughs) or sunflower butter or tahini. I mean, who's eating one tablespoon, right? Um, But yeah, just adding these um, foods to, you know, the first half, second half of your cycle can really make make you feel a lot better and just help regulate your hormones. So you do have, you know, better periods, less PMS, less symptoms. Um, And then one other thing to just point out as just general health recommendation, um, as far as like macro for macronutrients we talked about, but micronutrients that are important to supporting your cycle are magnesium, zinc, B vitamins, iron, and omega-3s. Obviously, you can supplement with these, but getting certain foods that have these vitamins and minerals in it um, can really help as well. And with that said, I do have a freebie for you guys if you are interested. Um, It is a two-phase sample meal plan that works in a lot of these foods and the seeds for the first half and second half of your cycle. I mean, obviously it's a sample meal plan, but it could really help just give you a visual for making this happen in your own diet. Um, It includes breakfast, lunch, dinner, and two snacks um, for the first and second half. There's also a prep guide that tells you exactly what to do when to do it. So it tells you, you know, on Sunday, if you're going to start meal prepping for the week, um, it will tell you little things like take your chicken out of the freezer, Um, you know, little things like that, that really could like throw off your whole meal plan for the week and derail your efforts. It like tells you to do all these little things to keep you on track for the week. Um, So it's super helpful. It goes along with the meal plan. Um, There's also a grocery list to help make things easier. Um, And there are leftovers built in. So it just makes makes the whole process easier that you are prepping on Sunday, but then you do have some leftovers for the week. And it does take into account, you know, what's happening in the first phase of your cycle, what foods might be good for you, and then what's happening in the second cycle and what what is good for you. The other thing about this meal plan that's really great is it excludes gluten, dairy, soy, um, other common allergens. So the plan 
will probably work for a lot of people. Um, I just think personally, you know, I would love to do something like this, but I'm not eating gluten or dairy or soy right now. Um, so it just does make it really accessible for a lot of people. Um, and it's just a good starting point for getting your hormones under control and starting to feel some sort of hormonal balance. And I mean, I just I've worked with so many women and I feel like a lot of them are in their late 30s and their 40s and their 50s. And that's when hormones start to change. I mean, they start to slow down a bit and you don't have as much wiggle room in your diet and lifestyle as far as what you're doing. You can't stay up super late and drink all night. You're going to feel like crap the next day and that's going to affect your hormones. Um, so I just think this um, meal plan can be really helpful for you. And like I said, it really does lay everything out nice and neat. So it's just a good complement to this podcast. So if you're interested in it, I will leave the link in the show notes so you can sign up, get it delivered right to your inbox. Um, and it just it just really, really can make all the difference. And I don't know, just visually, I think it's really helpful. Um, I just like seeing things laid out, it gives me lots of good ideas. But could be a meal plan that you follow and see how you do with it. Um, and then just one quick note. So um, ovulation and menstruation phases are not included in this meal plan, um, but it's only because they're short phases and they can vary so much for different women. But it doesn't matter. I just think eating a certain way in the first half of your cycle, eating a second half way, second eating a certain way in the second half of your cycle can just really support your hormones. So I hope you check it out. I hope you guys found this helpful. Um, there is also a post in my Instagram feed that kind of lays this out visually for you, but I do think the meal plan could be really, really helpful. And yeah, I hope you guys found this episode helpful and I will see you on the next episode. 